big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. requested so highly <laughs> to come onto the podcast. It started with the season. Uh, it wasn't really interest in actually getting to know my father. It was like, <laughs> oh, wow, your dad's cute, which is awkward for me, but it's okay. Um, even today when I asked, like, are there any questions that you guys want to know? And they're like, is he single? What kind of question the is that? No. Then, like, what kind of question is leave that? Leave my father alone. Like, leave my daddy alone. Damn. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is highly requested. Uh, people are very curious about our dynamic. Are very, very curious about my adoption story. Because yeah. um, there's a lot of confusion going on there. But uh, yeah. yeah. So highly requested. Okay. You're yeah. a hot commodity. You didn't. Me- she didn't mention that earlier. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She didn't mention the highly. Highly requested because no, his head is already too big. <laughs> so you can <laughs> tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I think we did like a question thing of who would you all like to see on the podcast, and mm-hmm. I think that more than once you were requested mm-hmm. to come onto okay. the podcast. You and Jennifer were. Yeah. Okay, oh, for those who don't know who Jennifer is, that's my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So how do you want to start this thing off? Um. I mean, I. The very basic, like the very beginning, like how we started. Because I actually think I've only heard the story once about like how, because as far as I can remember, you've always been in my life. Yeah, so you know, we met at the church mm-hmm. uh, that we were all attending at the time in Atlanta. And it's, it's a very family-oriented church. So before services, after services, in between services, there's a lot of interaction, mm-hmm. people getting to know each other, especially if you're involved yeah. in any kind of way in, in the ministry. So that set up the dynamic for us to meet. Mm-hmm. So Ayana was living with Kim, mm-hmm. who I guess is technically your cousin. She's my cousin. She's mm-hmm. a cousin. My second cousin. Yeah, so she was a hostess mm-hmm. at the church, and, and, so, and then I was serving with the pastor and you were in the singles ministry and the, yeah in the sing- <laughs> I was a singles ministry leader Ooh. oh wow yeah, yeah. look so at was, you <laughs> that was a, that's a whole other story that was single guy with all these people that want to get married all these yeah. women yeah. right yeah. exactly <laughs> Ooh, blocking like, yeah <laughs> with their claws out <laughs> that's when they really got their claws right. out of the church they be like yeah no, the, the church is yeah. you know it's an interesting place yeah <laughs> 
So yeah, so uh, so we met that way. So I met Kim through serving, and mm-hmm. then she told me about Ayana, and uh, and so we met and you know just started talking. Hey, how you doing today? And what's going on? Is you know. Well, you were no, you were really, really young. I was young. So I was we weren't say, even. How old was she at that? I was like six, right? Yeah, because wow, in our amazing. wedding, she was in our wedding, and you were really, really small. Okay, then. but I was small, but I don't think I was that young because <laughs> well, I was always tiny. Yeah, I think that you tiny. should find some pictures. I of, have, we have so that we could insert it in the yeah. video. Yeah. Like that would be cool. We have pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna send some to you guys. So yeah, so you know, basic conversations about how you're doing, how school, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, and it just grew because we knew that it was just Ayana and Kim. Yeah. And so there was no mom and dad dynamic that, you know, that we saw or aware of. And, and I saw clearly, and I don't know that I thought it consciously, but I saw the need for a young child who needed a father. Yeah. And so I just gravitated towards her. So it was always on Sunday morning. You know, I'd see all these people, hey, how you doing? But the, the main person I was looking for was Ayana. Like, mm-hmm. where is she? You know, looking for her down the hallway. And so, mm-hmm. there she is. And, and hugging her and talking to her. So, that was the highlight of the Aww. Sunday mornings outside of, you know, obviously Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Wait, curiosity question. <laughs> curiosity yeah. question. Did you ever at any point consider dating Kim because she had me? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just wondered. That's a great question. Easy no. question. I just wondered. I, it's always been, I was like, I wonder if he ever like considered that. No, I just I saw Kim more of as a as a necessary entity in this relationship. Mm. Wait, are you sure you saw her like that then? Because I know you saw her like that when we were in teenage years. But right. your relationship with her was it, different then. It was it was better then. I mean. I think if I remember correctly. <laughs> Look, you can't even remember. <laughs> it was so long. It was so she's long. Tainted long. It all time yeah, yeah. She, she's tainted everything. Yeah, I mean she was uh I mean it was very friendly and then I think because of her own issues it just yeah. it, it made it our relationship away. toxic mm-hmm. and it got in the way. But but that was the that was the thing is because even though she was being toxic and interfering, it didn't mm-hmm. stop the relationship. Even when we didn't get to see or I didn't get to see Ayana as much yeah we knew we were going to see her at church and we're going to talk and keep things going based on that so wait i always remember jennifer being in the picture Mm -hmm. because i was so young right did she come in like shortly after you met me yes so i want to say it was probably at least a year because I was I know I was not dating Jennifer mm. when I met you. So I was a singles ministry leader mm. that we met at some point and started seeing each other. And then when we were, we became um, serious or more serious. Then mm. obviously I introduced her to you. Oh, you guys got serious, and then you introduced her to me. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely how that went. But because it happened. So young for you, it would I could see how. It's yeah, seen, I, I literally. Was like, I was gonna ask. So, what do you remember, like, mm-hmm. from your point of view, like, in the very beginning, yeah, of this timeline and this dynamic? How do you remember the first parts of it? I so I don't remember a lot from just like my childhood in general, but they played a very heavy part in it. 
Um, and I always only remember just both of them. I never remember like one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always been together in my mind and in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember like coming over quite frequently and like me spending weekends over there and like uh, us sitting at church together and like just like spending like really growing. It, we felt like a family. Yeah, it's like our own little mini family. So you all were able to build that relationship mm-hmm. prior to, like, the actual adoption. Oh yeah, many years before that, yeah. the the adoption was had nothing to do with the building of the relationship. It mm-hmm. was already clearly was there, already there. Mm-hmm. over the years, Ooh. right? What? Because we had to rebuild that. Oh point. yes. Well, we, so we so there was it. a there was a point. And that's why I call it in phases. This phase one of like when I was a kid. And again, I know we mentioned Kim, um, but Kim was going through a lot. She was going through a lot and she had her own stuff to figure out. And I think because of that, she like projected quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was jealousy or like what it was, but she cut off, she severed this relationship that I had with them. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really get to speak to them or see them for frequently at all for my entire high school years. So there was a good from 13 to like 18 Mm -hmm. uh they were there but not really there yeah um and i think when i got kicked out of the house is when um i I keep getting mad all over again when i got kicked out of the house i was like packing up my things and i saw i happened to find jennifer's uh attorney card in my stuff Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way she still has the same number. Like, there's there's no way at all. Mm-hmm. And I called it, and she answered, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and at the time, like, I'm a hot, toxic, hot-ass mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I call it, and I'm like, I'm getting kicked out, and I need somewhere to live. And at this point, we haven't really spoken that much in four years. And I'm like, help, please? Yeah. And so we met up, and Jennifer and I had dinner. And Jennifer was like, I'll talk to Michael. And... She called me back. She was like, okay, you're going to move in. So wait, wait, wait. I want to rewind for just a sec. Okay. Because you just said a lot. I said a lot. Because a lot happened. (laughs) Yeah, but first, before we go into that time of like when you actually moved in in with them, Mm -hmm. I want for you to talk about how it felt to be disconnected from her for like four years. For y'all both to kind of talk about what that experience was like. Because you all built a bond, built a relationship, Mm -hmm. and then it was basically like severed like you all were ripped kind of apart from each other kind of sounds like yeah it it was really hard because the the relationship was so solid we were spending all this time together truly as a as a a family unit Mm -hmm. growing together having all these experiences together and then for it to be severed was was devastating it didn't make any sense and that was probably even harder when something doesn't make sense there was no explanation yeah and any of us and Mm -hmm. so even and even with that even though we weren't seeing her as much and spending time she never left our minds and Mm -hmm. our hearts so we were thinking about her wonder what she's doing now because she's Mm -hmm. this age and she's in this grade and all of these things and then we would still see kim And there was that resentment, like, what is your problem? Yeah. And we would see Ayan, like, what is your problem? <laughs> and, and not being able to do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we really held on to that time on Sundays because then that was the only time we saw her, even mm-hmm. though we, there were these huge gaps. And then to go from, and that was another thing too, to go from Ayana being a, a small child and just doing the things that you do, daddy, daughter, and mm-hmm. mom, daughter type things, 
to then fast forwarding into she's a teenager in mm-hmm. high school and and learning of the the drama <laughs> that she was going through and how that wasn't all those teenagers yeah those teenage years <laughs> and it wasn't what we saw and what we nurtured I was a completely different person yeah and and, and it took me a while to see it all because you know there's that dynamic between a father and a daughter mm-hmm. and. You you know you just have this this special place in your heart. You you, you see what you want to see or what yeah. you used girl. to see. Or the little girl. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but wait. So what was I like a, when I was? Yeah. Little? So just very sweet, very innocent. Not your laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you were very sweet, very innocent, very playful, very loving. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was so hard. So as she got older I remember before this period we're talking about I remember we went to a restaurant or something you know she's my daughter in effect and mm-hmm. you know loving on each other come sit on my lap and we went to this restaurant for lunch and she didn't want to sit in my lap anymore I was like oh. <laughs> that's when the dad feelings get crushed yeah. like, oh, that was hard I remember that to this day it was really hard yeah, it was hard because I'm thinking, man. That's this like is when that transition girl. started happening. Yeah, and yeah. that's a part of being a parent too. Is and I think a lot of kids resent it sometimes because they feel like, oh, my dad or my mom's still treating me like a child. Well, a lot of times it's not that we're trying to treat you like a child, but but it is that relationship over the years. We want that. You know? yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I guess, like, especially from, like, childhood to teenage, there's just so much transition happening and in, like, drastic. a tiny person, and it's so drastic yeah. that, like, it'd be hard for anyone to, like, adjust and, like, relearn who their kid is. It's like, I've known you for this long, and, like, you're changing. Like, what yeah. is this? So, yeah. I get it. What was it like for you during the teenage years when you weren't connected? That was actually really difficult for me because I remember living with Kim and literally every single year I would ask her, can I move? And Mm -hmm. I'd say like, can I go live with my, because at one point we actually tried, didn't we? In like my junior year or something or sophomore year or something. And I was like, I want to move. Can I please move with Michael and Jennifer? And she'd just be like, no. Mm. And I just remember being miserable um, because I didn't have the freedom to do anything. I didn't really have the freedom to think or feel or like, Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember we, we gave her a, a iPod. Oh my God, I remember this. And you know, obviously to put music and things. That's on. at my thirteenth birthday party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we gave it to her. I don't think she even let you use. She it. She didn't let me use it. She said I can only uh, download gospel songs, and I could only do it when she was with me. Mm. That's that's. But wait, but wait, but why? it was that. It was stuff like I couldn't watch that so Raven, because that's she's a psychic. I couldn't watch SpongeBob. Yeah, and that breaks my heart to this day. Because he's gay. They didn't even live in the same home. But it's stuff like that. That just goes to show, like, how... Yeah. And, and those things, that that's not important. It's not. At all. Mm-mm. And she thought I was a really bad kid. I don't understand that. And so I tried my best to turn into one. Because mm-hmm. my teenage So you think body. that that made you kind of get rebellious? And you were like, it did make you, you think rebellious. I'm bad, I'll show you bad. That's literally, is that not what happened? Yeah, because I'm like, where's this coming from? Everything was fine. Yeah, Yeah. and they, unfortunately, they got me when I was, like, in the thick of it. I wasn't, like, terrible, but I also wasn't a good. Yeah. Let's hear it from his perspective, because you think you weren't terrible. I want the good. I want to know the truth. (laughs) Well, it was, I mean, when I 
saw, I remember when she was going to move in, I immediately went back to that time. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, everything's basically the same. Yeah, no. And we were having conversations like we never missed a beat. Mm-hmm. But then Jennifer really delved in. Before. Before. And so I didn't get that piece initially. So I'm like, oh, everything's great. And then little things would come out yeah. that you were doing. And I won't. I, I, I won't say them unless you want to talk about them. <laughs> like, I'm not going to completely expose Oh, my God. At this period of time, I was going through a phase where I was questioning my sexuality. Mm-hmm. I was questioning my faith. I was rebellious against any authority figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't full-blown like, no, in your face. But, like, I'd just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I'd just go do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, unfortunately, I think because Kim... Kim just showed me how easily I could be discarded just from doing bad things. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to push everybody away because no one's really here for, to stay for me anyways. Mm. So when they were coming in with pure intentions and I'm here like, uh-uh. Yeah. I'm not here for it. It was hard for you to accept It was it. hard. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the thing too, I think, especially in our society now where if you say something truthful, mm-hmm. people get really upset take it the wrong way but I, it reminds me of something in scripture where you speak the truth in love mm-hmm. so I can say something truthful as long as it's with love I think the people that really get the backlash they're speaking truth but they're nasty about yeah. it they're judgmental about it yeah. they're not understanding about certain things and so we were speaking a lot of truth to Ayah. Mm-hmm. She didn't necessarily receive it at the I moment. I was not in a place to receive it. But we kept going with it because we loved her and, yeah. and said we're going to get through this together. And yeah. we knew who she was before. And I mean, just obviously she was, she was older at that time, but the foundational things were in place. Mm-hmm. And we were going to build on that and not allow the fact that Kim kept her from us for those years mm-hmm. and everything that was going on to stop that. Yeah. I think that consistency was what helped with getting you to another it was, place. It was, because I know when I came in, like I felt like I didn't know you guys at all. Mm-hmm. You guys felt like strangers to me. It's like I had memories, sure, but like those four years that we were, so much had happened in my life. And so yeah. like it just felt like a distant memory. So I didn't trust you guys at all. Even when you guys were coming with good intentions, I was just like... I don't know these people, and I'm sure they'll discard me as soon as like they have the opportunity. I do enough bad things, but they were persistent as hell. <laughs> but that's a good thing, and I feel like the stories that I hear mm. of children that go through adoption, mm. this is nothing this atypical. Mm. That it's hard it's to hard then transition. trust, and then for the parent, it's so much consistency and persistence that goes along with showing that that person that's been discarded and thrown away and treated bad by yeah. other people that the intentions are different yeah okay so i remember what i was like then and i kind of remember what you were like then but i want you to talk about <laughs> how you what your approach to parenting was then. yeah so tr- truth and love but i was i was more stern mm-hmm. i was more drill yes. sergeant type of Mm-hmm. Black and white, like yeah, what I, I say goes. Yep. And it, and it wasn't a power thing. It, it was that I knew what I was saying was the right thing, <laughs> and I wanted her to see. 
Because yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you something to help you. She was not. And she receiving. fought and resisted. Yes. And sometimes she did it just to aggravate me. Right? <laughs> Why are we Some one of the same? This sounds a lot like my childhood. <laughs> I think I continued to do that up until like I moved out. Yes. And, and Jennifer realized it because she would see her. She would say something. I'd be antagonized. She knew was going to aggravate me. <laughs> and then I just fell into it and just started going you with it. You would go with it. Yeah, I'm like, why did I keep doing this? And then he'd get all heated and red in the face. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, why were you trying to mess I with was it? Because at this point, I had already grown a habit of pissing Kim off. Mm. And like it was fun for me to do that because I'm like I have no control in this house, so I'm gonna show you I have control. Yeah. So you did the same. So thing. I did the same thing here. So how did you grow out of it? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was a lot of work. Um, I don't think I truly grew to really trust my parents until after I moved out and I started to live my own life, and I realized, holy. Like, they were right. Yeah. They were right about everything. Because even, because you guys adopted me after, I had, two years after I had moved in or something, right? I think so. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there was a period of time where, when I first moved in, I went to college, so we weren't really seeing each other that much. And then I, you guys made me transfer to Kennesaw. Yeah, and I did not want that. Where were you at? Outside right, Valdosta State. So Valdosta being... Oh my South Georgia, right there on the Florida line, mm -hmm. versus being in Metro Atlanta, which was what four hours give yeah. or take yeah. away. Because and she still disputes this. Is oh, I was doing fine. I, I was, was doing, doing great. <laughs> she was down there. She had a boyfriend. Oh you said I saw where this was going. <laughs> who uh, who worked at the at the Publix <laughs> grocery store? Good, good nice guy and everything. Nice. But he had a he had a clear ceiling. Yeah. Mm. And his ceiling was here. Ayana's we knew was way out mm. there somewhere. And and she just wanted to just hang out with him. And <laughs> this this isn't to gonna go. work. So you're coming home, <laughs> you're gonna live at home, and you gotta go to Kennesaw. Oh, I was mad. <laughs> I was so mad. And at this point I was at least twenty, twenty one. Mm -hmm. And so when they told me not only did I have to transfer schools, but I had to move back in, in my mind I'm like, I'm a grown woman. Yeah, like y'all can't tell me. You're not gonna it. tell. But then at the same time I felt like I owed them so much. So I was like, I feel like I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're my parents. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So I did. And it was hard. <laughs> when we moved, when I moved in, it was hard. So was the relationship then rocky? Because it was you were rocky. doing something you didn't want to do. It was rocky as all get out. Because then by the time I moved back in, I was also dating someone else. Mm -hmm. And that was a... Not so great. Voldemort was an experience. <laughs> oh, now I know who you're talking now about. Because you, know you always say Voldemort. Yeah, he, that was an experience. Because they saw things that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. And because I'm such a loving person who wants to see the best in everybody. Like, I was like, no, it's not like that. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like that at all. And they were like, Ayana, if you don't snap out of it. Yeah. And then I got resistant and just rebellious again. Because I was like, yeah. you guys aren't going to tell me what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Listened. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, it's always I should have listened to hindsight. Um, but it was it was when I finally moved um, that it shifted. My perspective shifted because I saw like they were right about yeah. everything. Yeah.
Yeah, and that wasn't easy for me to admit. But then also I think I had the freedom to kind of be myself um, while also trying my best to stay connected to them. And I think it was that was really good for me to kind of branch out without feeling like I was stifled. Because mm-hmm. I, I just don't like being stifled. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I got to break up. Yeah. You have to let people come into the realization of some things for themselves. You, yeah. you, you have that consistency we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Ayana had the knowledge that we were, weren't going anywhere. We were there for mm-hmm. her. So then she went out and then she came into it on her own because you can't force somebody to see it. You have to just lay the groundwork yep. and just wait. Yeah. At what point did you realize that though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think it was that before or after you graduated. I feel like it was college. after I, I think it was after because yeah, I was just I was trying to just force it down your throat. Yeah. That. <laughs> because I said you can wait you, you don't have to waste all this time. Just, just accept the reality of what we're saying. No, and yeah. Jennifer would go so in depth and have these long two-hour conversations, and then I would hear what she had said, and then I would come back. I don't, have, I didn't have the patience. I'd, I'd sprinkle a little bit, you know. After, and like, okay, all right, well, I'm done for the day. Like, it is what it is. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was strange, man. We went through a huge transition. Did when I told you I was moving to Boston on a scale of one to ten, how bad did you freak out? Oh, I was I was at least a five. At least a five. At least a five. Because I was like, what the hell are you going up there for? <laughs> what in Boston? Why? What's in Boston? Did you think that you would lose me at that point? I would say lose. Well, wait a minute. You went up there because... I, that's not why I went up there. The guy there. was up there. That's not why I went that's up there. there. And I know the real reason. That is not but why wasn't I went he up there? there. He, he was up he there, was up but there. that's not why I went up there. And did it encourage it or? The job was paying me relocation assistance. You don't find that often. Let me give you a little <laughs> bit further. So she graduates from college and says, oh, there are no jobs in Atlanta. What? There weren't. For a bachelor's in psychology, they were paying like 10 bucks an How hour. How many colleges and universities are in Atlanta and all these people graduated and nobody can get a job? They we could, even but they were getting... People. We even knew people. Jennifer knew people that she wanted her to call. She didn't want to call. I did call them. And that girl was useless. You she, said, I got to get out of here. She told me everything that I already knew. She was like, you have to get a master's. I knew that already. I'm trying to make money now. So I started looking for jobs elsewhere. And then this job said, I'll pay you relocationists. And it just happened to be like two states away from him. Mm-hmm. So he thinks. <laughs> he does. He still doesn't buy your story. That's what I'm getting no, here. This story that you're telling, like that was all fine and grand. But yet and still. Anyways. That's okay. That's not right. But did it, did it hurt to because of everything that you all had been mm-hmm. through? Like with the back and forth, like did it hurt? knowing that she was about to move out of state and kind of be out of your reach again. Yeah, because it, it, it felt like this time it wasn't Kim it was bringing the divide. It was her. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? We've grown through all this, and now you're just going to randomly just go to I knew. If I had state. stayed there, I would have been stifled. You guys wouldn't have meant to stifle me, but it would have <clears> been stifling. I needed to do that. What did you feel like you needed I needed from moving to Boston. That I you needed space. The space. <laughs> I just needed the space because I think I had just been from parental figure to parental figure to parental figure to parental figures, and that I was just like, I need, I need just me. 
mm-hmm. and I need to prove to myself that I can take care of myself because like I was lost yeah. <laughs> I was like I just need to prove to myself that I'm capable mm-hmm. yeah and I mean that was fine. I mean the relationship was was strong so it wasn't never felt like oh we're gonna lose her yeah. just mm-hmm. so we would talk regularly visit things like that mm-hmm. so it was just like okay well, let her do this because it's still safe because yeah. we've come through so much. Yeah. But then we got closer. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized they were right. And yeah. I, I I, didn't really start to seek you guys' uh, advice really until my marriage. I mean, I saw like small things here and there, like financial things, or like, but never like relationship, life stuff until like my marriage. So you mm-hmm. think that brought y'all real life? And that brought us even closer yeah. because by the point that I reached out to my parents and I never did that when it came to relationships because I knew they would have something to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like by that point I was desperate and I was like, help me. Yeah. Am I doing something wrong? Like, help. please <laughs> help me, Lord. Like, yeah. And, and we grew closer because I got away from being that drill sergeant yeah. figure. I was much more understanding. Yeah and listening and and we i i saw it immediately in fact i think it was when you were in rhode island we went to some seafood restaurant we had a really good conversation that's when i, and felt I realized like then that we were normal i was like oh wow yeah. this is like a normal like he felt like my friend yeah and i was like wow so I what like created you. that shift in you like that you decided that you wanted to change your approach with you all's relationship well i mean and none of us are perfect but i've always been the type of you know, look at myself and say, how can I be better? Mm-hmm. How can I grow? Mm-hmm. So even though it took time, being consistent about that mm-hmm. led me to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I recognize in myself that I would get frustrated if somebody didn't see things like I, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And, and I just had to, I don't know, some snap, I had to let that go. I just let it go. And it felt good and yeah. it brought our relationship together. But mm-hmm. I, that's the thing about parents and children is that nobody in the relationship is perfect Mm -hmm. everybody needs to grow everybody needs to learn Mm -hmm. everybody needs to work together Mm -hmm. and so we did that and it and it instantly felt felt like instantly just things came together it really was instant yeah it was weird because we said it while we were sitting at press it's like wow this is different like this is nice it was like an instant thing but i but so my obsession with like growth it came from them because i didn't have that i didn't know that that was a thing i didn't know that people grew i thought like at some point like you just are stagnant and you are who you are Mm -hmm. but like watching them how they constantly strive to be better people better in their career better in their relationships like better in their faith better in their discipline like it it always and i don't want to admit it inspired me then (laughs) but like i know for a fact it inspires me now and Mm -hmm. i've always just strived for more as an individual yeah and, and so much you know there's so much in society that you could blame other people for and legitimately so yeah but so much comes from how we think of ourselves yeah. and what we're willing to bring to the table to to do what we what we can do yeah uh, opportunities you don't have to pray for opportunities you have to be ready when they come come on now you gotta That's prepare <laughs> right what bishop he saying i forgot but it's something about preparation Mm-hmm. Right. You, you have to prepare yourself. You gotta prepare. You gonna squander the blessing you get because you ain't prepared for it. Yep. That's it. Hello, blessing. Okay, so before we move on to our listener questions, because Ayana, you asked on Instagram and you got like a whole bunch of questions. Bunch. But before we move on, I wanted to know like what encouraged you to want to adopt because that's something that most people 
don't necessarily look to do, but it's a beautiful thing to do. So what made you make that decision that you wanted to adopt? Especially because I was an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and be clear, I mean, it was something that Ayana expressed that she wanted. Uh, it's something that we wanted. It felt natural in that we had gone through so much and it was a almost like a sealing of the bond in some type of mm-hmm. official way. But I think at the very least subconsciously, it, it made so much sense because I was also adopted mm-hmm. and I was adopted at nine months old. My mother and mm-hmm. father brought me in and forget about biology. It's about who raised you, who yeah. loved you, who sacrificed for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know I'm the man I am today in large part because of my mother and father. And so it just made sense to share that type of bond with the only child we've ever known really yeah. you know what I mean and it just made sense to do and we were glad to do it and it was official and we were and nobody could break that and yeah, that's true. just continues the the things that God's done obviously a lot that's true yeah. I will say though I don't know if I ever told you guys this but when you guys asked me my initial response was no and it was actually Brett who convinced me to say yes. Mm. Isn't he that played weird? A role. He the played a boy friend. Played a role. <laughs> it's always a form of work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brett was like, Ayana, I think you're traumatized and mm. you're scared. And I was mm. like, fuck you. <laughs> because you're right. I'm fine. <laughs> but then I, I realized like, yeah, it's fear. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah. And I'm happy I did. Yeah. Because they're legally actually my parents. Like, my last name changed and everything. My birth certificate changed. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's official. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And, I mean, so Jennifer's an attorney Mm -hmm. and she doesn't do adoption law. So Mm -hmm. she asked one of her friends that does, Mm -hmm. oh, how much would it be? I mean, it's an adult adoption. It can't Mm -hmm. cost that much versus a baby or something. Right. Oh, it'd be about ten grand. She said, "What? Ten grand? Yes, ten grand." So she said, For "You know what? Adoption? Yeah." I'm so shocked. she said, "You know what? I'll figure it out." Leave it and, to Jennifer. Yeah, and she <laughs> figured it out. Got the forms you needed to do, and just leave did. it to Jennifer. She's a freak of nature. I'm telling you. As soon as she puts her mind to something, she just does it. That's so awesome. It's like she thinks it, and it it's happens. just there. Yeah. yeah, she inspires me in a lot of things. She inspires That's so good. That's that whole growth thing. We we feed off each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna let that ceiling be down here. Yeah, at yeah. All, ever. Yeah, yeah. ever. That's so. Good. <laughs> That's good for you though too to yeah. have parents that can inspire you in that way and hold you accountable in that way. It sucks though because it also sets a standard for what I want in life mm-hmm. with my life partner yeah because like i like i will leave you behind mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're not moving with me i'm gone yeah because that's I, a, I need growth that's and that's a good thing though like it's right. a it's a great place for you to set the standard yeah. and the bar for your relationship and yeah. i think that a lot of people don't get the chance to have parents that can set that standard for Literally, them yeah and so to be able to have that and be able to see it and know that, like that, that's a blessing. That it is a blessing. This all came together for you all. In it was God ordained. Yeah, it was definitely God ordained. Because mm-hmm. I know, I know people who grew up with their parents, like all throughout, and even still, like they're not 
they're not very close with them now. And I can't imagine not having you guys in my life. Like, I don't know what I would do. I don't even, I'm going to cry. I don't know how I would have gotten through just like even this past year to two years of my life if it weren't for you guys. Because like, (laughs) but you guys are such a big support for me that like, like I don't even have to say anything. Just being around you guys feels like safe for me. And I think I didn't have that a lot growing up. So like now that I have that, it just feels like, I feel surreal a lot of the time. Like, is this is this actually happening? Like, mm-hmm. this can't be my life now because this is not how I saw it going. Yeah. But if it weren't for you guys being persistent and just, like, really not giving up on me and, like, continuing to pour, like, regardless of how I acted, I don't think, I don't think I would be as okay as I am now. But, I mean, you guys have been a blessing in my life. Well, you've been a blessing to and we look forward to all that is to come because we got a lot of living to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm a baby. You are, <laughs> and you're so deserving of all that. Oh, so Kayla. I'm just, I feel very like happy to get a glimpse into you all's relationship. Okay, so we're gonna get into these listener questions. We have a good amount of them, but we picked the ones that we saw the most frequently or we thought were the most cool. So we're gonna start with what is the biggest misconception of fatherhood? Mm. Biggest misconception of fatherhood. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is is probably that fathers have to be tough all the time. That they can't show emotion other than, say, anger. Mm -hmm. That they can't listen. Mm -hmm. That they can't be wrong and that be okay sometimes. Mm Those are probably the biggest things that come to mind for me because I realize all of those things in relationship to Ayana that I that I, I could I could pull back and not be so tough and still move the needle mm-hmm. with her. I could listen and not always agree or sometimes not even always understand, but know that that that's growth and that's mm-hmm. good healthy relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that some things just have to take time and mature Mm -hmm. just through going through the motions Mm -hmm. because at the time you think oh that didn't go well Mm -hmm. but then two weeks later it's like oh you know what something changed for the better because we went through that two weeks ago Mm -hmm. so I think that if if fathers would realize that they could do some of those things that it's okay then that would be helpful and I think if society as a whole realized that then they would keep so much on that probably contributes to a lot of men being that way oh men in general or just men in general yeah okay random question because it just popped in my head did your relationship with me did the growth of it help your relationship with jennifer oh yeah 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 i mean because i saw how thoughtful she was with you Mm -hmm. so then that made me realize that sometimes maybe i'm a little too quick to in conversations or not think things through mm-hmm. like I could yeah and so that definitely helped and more sensitive to what she's saying about any number of things um, okay well that's nice to know yeah. I will say I saw even a shift in your marriage um, through our I saw your marriage evolve as we were all evolving mm-hmm. it was weird it was like you guys were evolving, then we were evolving, and then me and Jennifer were evolving. It was like it was like a 
triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us were like everybody's growing. Yeah, Elevating. All connect, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 What is your fondest memory of you and Ayana? Probably going back to the, the church example is one of the things that comes to mind. Looking for her and then seeing her and then like sometimes like running in the same direction like hey there's Ayana and hugging her and seeing how she I bet you were like this big. I was tiny. As a little kid. <laughs> you had to be tiny. I was tiny. I have a picture of me of my third grade teacher uh, and she was putting me up on her uh, hip. Oh, my third That's grade. not funny. It's not funny. But literally, third grade teacher. We need the pictures. Like, please provide the pictures so we can insert into video. Look, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> but I was tiny. I was very small. But that's cute. Yeah, yeah seeing her at church. That's cute. Little Ariana. Look, look what I did with look, the arms. And I had nothing but hair behind me. Just <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Mm, what are you most proud about of Ayana? I, I, I think her her bounce back ability. Woo! That she's she's grown through every trial and tribulation, and she comes out stronger, even though she might not always feel strong that inside. Aww. Yeah, that's so true. We were just talking about that, Aww. weren't we? Two nights ago. Oh, that one hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Round two. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, out well, Ayana is processing her feelings. <laughs> I thought of a question. What what was like your initial thoughts when you found out that she was going on oh, a reality television show mm. for love? I'm just very interested to know from a father's perspective. Yeah, I thought, what in the hell is she doing? <laughs> Did it seem like something that was outside of my character? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Like, why is she going on a show? I just, it blew my mind. It was back to those days, like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? And I just, you know what? Okay, she's going on the show. Because I thought, okay, she's going to go on the show, but there's no way she's going to find someone that she's actually going to marry on the show. You know, it's funny because he didn't have a lot to say before I went on the show because I really think he really was just like, well, she's not going to find anyone. Right. And then I remember, I remember this so well when I FaceTimed him and Jared was standing right here, but I told Jared, I said, Jared, I can't have you in this conversation because I just feel like this is not going to go smoothly. Yeah. And I told him, I said, um, so I'm engaged? And he said, what? <laughs> what? He's like, who is this man? Right. <laughs> what What's, What? he do? What's his fate? Yeah. Is he nice? I was just like, that's okay. scary. Yeah. For a dad, I can only yeah. imagine. I saw the panic. I saw the panic. Yeah, that hit me then. Because the show, the parameters of the show is just outside of what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You date someone's daughter. You get to know him. The father and the parent mother get to know them. And then at some point you say, I would like to marry your daughter. And you're asking for permission to marry your daughter. But this show just blows all of that out of the water. Yeah. Because now you're just telling me that you're getting married. And I don't know who the hell you are. Okay. <laughs> it was who insane. Who is this man with my child? I yeah. will say that was, that was aside from actually being on TV, that was an aspect that made me pause about doing the show. Because, because 
we had there was just so much that you missed out on when it came to like father daughter stuff that I felt like I was ripping that from you um, that you yeah. didn't get that experience of having you know my significant other come to you and be like can I please have your blessing mm-hmm. um, I mean you had that but it wasn't like and the you way don't know this been. man yeah you don't know same. this man so yeah. you had no choice but to give it because you're like I want to be supportive so okay right. Um, but like I knew that I was ripping that from you and even like giving me away at the altar like I just knew that it would all be different and so that's what it was because I turned down that show at least three times in the process and that was one of the reasons why and I was like I just can't I can't do it I can't do that I can't do that and then I was like but am I really gonna find somebody (laughs) who would have thunk it who would have thunk it (laughs) Yeah, because right. even at the altar, they were rushing me like, okay, this is TV. You got to hurry up. And, and he's like, this is my moment. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you right, daddy. You have a moment. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, next time. Right. <laughs> Refresh. We're going to act like none of that ever happened. We won. <laughs> we're just going to act like none of that ever happened. Okay. I guess I'll go into some of the other questions now. So, not that one. Um, So, how... Did you feel, so now that we know how you felt about, or going on TV, how did you feel when Ayana, like, made the decision and she said, I'm getting a divorce? Like, it's done. Well, because there was a lot of uh, skepticism on the front end, I said, well, okay, not a big surprise here, because I didn't really really feel it in the beginning. (laughs) And it wasn't because, it wasn't because, I mean, Jared is nice. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. Yeah. I wanted it to work yeah, for them. because it's a marriage. It's a marriage. So yeah. once it was done, okay, I want it to work. So right. it, it wasn't that. It's just that with how it all came together, it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. That makes sense. Agreed. I think we went into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be forever. And then like we held the same expectations. Like this is a marriage, but like. It's not a normal marriage. Like, I don't know you. Right. And that's how I felt the whole time. Because if you, if you watch the show, yeah. you see that I'm pretty much like... Uh, <laughs> Literally time. just giving the dad vibes to sitting there <laughs> yeah. like... He was just like... He and he really he really took that stance. He was like, "Look, I'm gonna just I'm just going to let Jennifer take the lead on this. Because if he asks questions... It's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be real different. So Jennifer's like, all right, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what's your name? What you do? Yeah. And Jennifer don't play that. Yeah. I mean, y'all saw it. She gets but straight I mean, to the point. That's how parents should be. Like, should be. I mean, that is the exact way that it should be. Nobody did anything wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is the standard that everybody should have probably had, you I know? Agree. Be very skeptical. Look, what I, is going on here? This is my child. This is the person I don't know. My child don't know you either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who are you? Wow, I really thought I'd know that man. Yeah. I thought he knew me. Yeah. I was naive. <laughs> Not looking <laughs> in the camera. I was, I was naive. naive. It's okay. Okay. So what kind of man do you want for Aya? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm, yeah, that is. <laughs> so balance. A balanced man. So meaning... You can have a nice time with your friends sometimes, hang out, <laughs> but then you need to balance that with Go marriage <laughs> and going home and being there and getting to know your wife and you all creating memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. 
<laughs> That's a big thing. It's a big thing. I think if we could start there, we yeah. would be off to a really That's great, a great start. start. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, having having the mindset that I need to get to know this woman. Mm-hmm. Continuously. Continuously. Because, I mean, I'm, there's still things I'm learning about my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot of years. So you gotta you have to focus on that. Put the energy in like you would planning your vacation or buying a pair of those sneakers you really like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put the effort into this woman. I'm sorry. It's just like, you pew, heard it. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you pew. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, here's the thing. These are hard concepts, but I mean, you're just not going to find it everywhere. That's and, true. And that's, that's what needs to be. And when you realize that you're not getting that from somebody that you're dating, don't pretend that you're just going to fix that person. Recognize it and move on. Cut your loss. Because that's the thing about even if even if somebody you cut ties with, that's still a good thing because now you still realize that's not the one for me and it's taking you closer to the one that is. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the biggest things. I probably could go into some more, but those stand out. Those are the biggest ones. Yeah. Those are comparisons that I need you to get more than that. <laughs> you need me to get more? Get more. So, okay, more. More is <laughs> more. Know, more. More is more is faith in God first okay. and foremost. I mean, and I don't just mean any old God. I mean, people have different faiths, and that's fine. I respect your faith, whatever it is, or your or if you have no faith. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but my faith is with. Jesus Christ is the Savior, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I see in movies and television shows, people are afraid to say it, and they just say God or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, again, it goes back to something that I said earlier, is that you can speak truth and love, and, and, and it doesn't mean everyone has to agree with it and all of that, but you can still say it and be yeah. okay with it. You can still that. have your beliefs. You can still have your beliefs. I think mm-hmm. we have to get back to that as a society, and it'd be okay. Yeah. So that is huge. Um I feel like you're looking for something specific. Are you looking for something no, specific? No, I'm just you're not, asking. But I, you do look like you're looking for something. Yeah, okay. like I'm expectation. just listening. Okay, expectation okay. in your eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone that's going to uh, respect the, the relationship with your parents. Yeah, that's uh, important for me. Yeah, and, and make sure that we are okay with wherever you and this person are going. Yeah. Recognize that you're gonna have arguments and things like that, but not using that mm-hmm. to manipulate. Or you come visit and then it's throwing that out there in mm-hmm. front of Jennifer. Now that's not what should be going. Ooh, I on. wish somebody would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be troubles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and when you do that, then the parents resent that yep. person, even yeah. though they made up. Yeah. yeah. That's not you good. still carry that. That yeah. actually makes me think. So a lot of people were very confused as to mm-hmm. why I brought you guys into my marriage. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why would you do that? That's like a recipe for disaster. The thing is, is that I trust you guys' judgment. And I know for a fact that because you wanted that marriage to work yeah. as much as I did, that you were going to have an unbiased uh well, maybe semi-biased, but like unbiased, like opinion and advice. Well, I mean, we still knew that you guys were having challenges mm-hmm. even when you all came to, to Atlanta. We went out and had dinner and all that stuff. You came even to the then? house. Huh? Did I tell you that? Well, I don't know that you told us everything, but we knew 
you all were still working on mm. the relationship and we still had reservations but that yeah. didn't stop us from accepting fr- from accepting him, him yeah. because we knew it, it could it could, it could work. work yeah so we were hopeful yeah 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 i don't know why people were judging that <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like please help me and i feel like that's the whole like this goes kind of deep but i feel like that's kind of like the whole purpose of marriage is like when you have a wedding and then you invite people you know i've talked about this before Mm -hmm. how i I feel this very deeply in my soul but when you invite those people to your wedding those are then the people you can lean on for support when you are going through in your marriage you feel like all the people sitting there are like the accountability yes yes because why else would you be invited well, and here's a, let me say this because if Jennifer and I had to do it again, at least half those people would not. Have yeah. Been there because of what you're saying, because mm-hmm. it is so important, and I think we just sometimes invite people because we just want to have a big wedding. Yeah. And not because you're looking at those people to be a part of the marriage yeah. down the road. Yeah, yeah. Like when you think I about agree. it, like you're you are creating a union under God, mm-hmm. and. These people are there. They're praying with you. Mm -hmm. They're wishing you well Mm -hmm. on your journey, on your marriage. And like what Ariel was just talking about, like your parents, your family, like it goes back to like that saying, like it takes a village. Mm -hmm. Like and it it truly does to raise a family, to bring up people. Like Mm -hmm. even when you're an adult, you don't stop learning from your parents. Like because then your parents still have more wisdom than you and they still have to pour that into you and you're new to marriage so who else would you then go to to help guide you and learn different things that you've never experienced before just like any other thing in life that you've never done before and your parents teach you and guide you it's the same kind of thing so as long as you look up to your parents in that kind of way and you feel like they are trusted people to give it advice on Mm -hmm. said topic man Mm -hmm. I don't... What's the issue? I don't see why it's a problem. I agree. Yeah, no. Maybe it's a cultural thing, though. It might be. I think it's, it might be cultural. And that's another thing, societal thing, is that you, there are success stories outside of the, the perfect, mm-hmm. but, or when I say perfect, meaning you've got the two parents, you got all these things, but it still doesn't change the fact that if you can have it that way, that there is so much value in it in so many yes. ways. And so, and then there's not so much of that resentment from being a child and now I'm an adult and I've learned these things and I don't need you anymore. No, you still need your parents. It just changes mm-hmm. and grows in different ways if you embrace all that the relationship can be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people miss out on that. Agreed. Yeah. On both ends, from the parent and the child. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Wow. So the last question is, and this was really harshly stated: Why do men lack maturity, intelligence, and self awareness? Dang, I don't, is that word? Is that is that badly worded though? I think it's worded with bias. I think it is worded with bias, but like I think when people hear lacking like emotional intelligence and stuff, they think it's like a like a slight, but it's just a it's just a fact. Yeah, I mean, I I think that men have to work a little bit harder for I those do. things than what we do. But it's not about what we think. Oh, right. <laughs> Said that. <laughs> well, it, it is a reality that men typically mature later yeah. than women. That's just yeah. a, a reality. 
Um, and then, you know, I talked about earlier about how I approached you initially. It was, it was that drill sergeant mindset, very uh, rigid mm-hmm. and feeling like strength is only found in, in those things, being hard, being emotionless, mm-hmm. things like that, where that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think you could, you don't, you don't have to be without emotions and, and that's outside of anger. You can, you can share your feelings, you can cry mm-hmm. and stuff like that and still be a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's a big part of it too, is perception in society and making mm-hmm. yourself feel like you got to be that. Then, like I said, the bi- biological issue where men are maturing later, but I think having a daughter, you know, makes you see some of your immaturity mm. because you don't want that immaturity that you may see in yourself to be impacting your daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you say, wait a minute. Okay, let me let me get myself together because I need for whoever my daughter's dating to have his stuff together. Yeah. And you got to fix that real quick. Uh, and I think that helps a lot of men. But. Um, yeah, I think that when you meet a guy like that that maybe needs some work, maybe that's not the person for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you need to see him a few years down the road yeah. if it's still meant to be. It's okay, be okay, you got any more? Um, anything you want to ask or no, add? I don't think so. Other than I'm just so happy that you came. Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. I'm glad that you asked me. Yeah. And I mean, it's like I said, it's helpful for I think our relationship is a it's an in depth conversation. We're really thinking about things mm-hmm. and that that are helpful. And I hope that it helps people that are listening and watching mm-hmm. because that's a, that's the thing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel if you meet someone whether you know them yourself or read a book or mm-hmm. anything you can learn from those other people yeah and then you don't have to go through that why go through that hey, if you don't i'm learning that now <laughs> one last thing yeah. what would you say to people out there who are struggling with a like relationship with a parent right now like what is one piece of advice that you would give i guess that parent you know like because of the fact that from the child perspective we always talk about like you know whatever we have to say but what is a piece of advice that you would give towards a parent that's struggling in a relationship with their child what would you say to them to like you know help them through that wow that's big that's a big question that's a loaded question i would say is the beginning of the end the beginning and the end of the day remember that you love your child Mm -hmm. If you remember that, then despite the differences and things that you may not agree with and the frustration, find something in that relationship that you can connect with that's non-confrontational that you could focus on. Maybe it's watching a movie together. Maybe it's having a meal together. Something where you're not talking about those issues. You're just spending some time. Right. So then you can use that to eventually get through the challenges. But if you focus so much on the problems and you put a magnifying glass on it, you'll never get through it because you keep making it this enormous thing yeah. that can't be overcome, and it can. Yeah. But you got to be willing to find something foundational, something small that you can work with. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's great. You're so okay. wise, man. You're a wise man. <laughs> Everybody, leave my daddy alone. <laughs> He's married. Ayana's going to fight y'all. I will fight you. I'm not even Okay. Kidding. Where's that coming from? <laughs> Who is that? 
Well, thanks you all for tuning in to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to our show. I think this has been one of the best episodes we've done, too. This has been really good. Yeah. Um, So, as always, you all can find me at astoldby.kayla on Instagram. Uh, what's mine at? At Ayana.amore. Do you want to tell yours? You don't have to. And Michael McNeely, IG. <laughs> is that really what it is? Michael McNeely, IG? No, no, no. I'm just saying I on IG. Oh, on IG. On, on IG. IG. You know, he, oh, he got, you know, he be saying stuff wrong. What, is, okay. what about me says at my, <laughs> He said, tell me. <laughs> okay, Mr. Michael McNeely. Um, and then, what's the last one? At fill in the blank underscore and you yeah. guys keep up the great work i'm really excited Aww, about what you're doing yeah. thank you <laughs> Hi, again. okay guys ayana's gonna cry again for the second time in a row at the end of an episode so bye you all thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you next time